Welcome to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast, the podcast designed to have conversations about the art of biblical preaching, beginning with the very basics. In today's episode, we're talking about conclusions, how to wrap up your message in a way that will help people remember what you were saying and live out the truth that you were just preaching to them. Let's dive right in. Today, I think we're talking about something that does not get thought about enough in the sermon prep process. When I first began teaching, I would think a lot about how I was going to open. You know, I need to go up there and say something. What is it that I'm first going to say? I would think a lot about what I would say based on the text and think about the way that my points and my illustrations were working their way out of the verses. And I just kind of thought the conclusion would be something I would find along the way, that if everything else went well, and I kind of knew generally what I wanted people to leave with, that would be enough. The problem is conclusions are really, really important, and to leave them up to chance, or to leave them up to your mind and emotional state being in the right place after you've made yourself extremely open and vulnerable in teaching for the last depending on what you're doing, 10, 20, 30, maybe 40 minutes, that's a lot to leave open. That's a lot to leave just to hope that you can find it in the moment. Conclusions are huge and they need to be thought about. So I want to talk a little bit about the purpose of conclusions other than the fact that you need to stop talking at some point, so you might as well do it well. Some things that you can look to accomplish in a conclusion. First thing to remember is your conclusion is most likely the part people will remember best. People tend to drift through the course of a message. People tend to just kind of start looking around the room, start thinking about other things, get caught up in whatever's going on right in front of them. Maybe they responded to a text or two or checked an email or something like that. Assume that when you get to the conclusion, people have drifted and now you get to bring them back and give them the three, four-minute version of what your message was really all about. Because you can take what they kind of caught along the way and in one moment really help them catch it. The conclusion is what they're going to walk out with. It's what they're going to leave with. It's the thing they're going to hang on to. So what is it from your message that you want them to hang on to? What is it that you want them to remember? That is what you're trying to do with your message. You're giving people their closing thought. You're giving people the closing thing they're going to leave with and think, okay, because of everything that guy or that girl said today, this is what I leave with. This is what I do. That's the question you're answering when it's coming to your conclusion. You're not just saying the final thing that you've thought of that links with all of your other points. You're saying, here's what you do with this. Here's what all of this matters for. Here's what all of this means. Take everything we've talked about and now go do this. So because of that, one of the things that you want to be doing in your conclusion is tying all your points together. You don't want to just use your conclusion as a launch pad to, hey, here's all these different things I've talked about, but here's this other thing I care way more about. The, the conclusion is almost the crescendo of the message. The conclusion should be just that. It is the natural ending point for all the things that you've said leading up to that point. So you want to show the natural flow of your message. You want to show how it's all linked together to this one final thing that you're trying to hand over to your people. 
a poor conclusion can make people forget all the different things that you've said up to that point. So the purpose is really, really valuable. You're giving them that one last thing they're going to leave on, that thing that ties everything together and helps them make the message transferable. One of the things that I've started talking about in the youth group I lead is the idea of we want to teach sticky truth. We want truth that sticks in people's minds and that they can walk away with, not truth that just bounces off of them and that they hear and that they kind of remember, but something they latch onto and something that sticks in their brain that they can walk away with. I'm sure that you can right now think of messages that you've heard that because of some story or because of some acronym they gave or because because of some, uh, I don't even know, because of some thing they did where they handed you this bundle of the truth that they were giving you, because you had that, you were able to walk away and remember that and use that later in the day, later in the week, different things like that. That's what you want to be doing with your conclusions. What are some good practices for conclusions? The first thing I would say is make it clear that you're concluding. Make it very clear. You can begin your conclusion with the words in conclusion or to begin wrapping up. Because when you say that, anyone who's drifted immediately comes back. Anyone who's thought like, oh, I'm kind of paying attention. I'm kind of drifting a little bit. As soon as you say, and I want to close on this point, every head in your congregation will lift up. Everyone will say, oh, we're almost done. Okay. And it kind of lifts their spirits a little bit. You know the feeling of listening to a message and not knowing how long the particular teacher is going to go for and sometimes wishing that that teacher wouldn't go as long as they were about to go. Make it clear that it's almost time to go. It's almost time to wrap up. You bring people back into what you're doing. When you surprise people with your conclusion or by finishing, however it is that you close out, most of the time people like to close by, by praying or handing it over to somebody. When you have surprised people with the fact that it's over, you've probably wasted the conclusion. If when I begin praying, the people I'm teaching are like, oh, we're done now, that probably means the things that I said in the last three minutes didn't really matter. They weren't recapping anything. They weren't helping them kind of understand where it was that this whole message was driving towards. So don't surprise people with your conclusion. Make that structure clear. You know, when you're reading a book or when you're reading uh, even just a transcript of a message or an outline or something like that, there will be big headings along the way. That will tell you in conclusion or finally or whatever it is that that big heading is going to be. The only way that you can do that in a message that you're teaching is by telling people this is the conclusion. We are wrapping up on this. In that conclusion time, once you've made it clear, recap all of your points. Not all every little thing you've said. Otherwise, you'd be teaching the same message again, and that's just kind of silly. But recap your main points. What were the big things that you hit along the way? What was the general flow of the text itself? What was it you were really trying to get to? Because you can, now that you've laid the groundwork through all of your main points and through all of your illustrations and applications and different things like that, now that people have the message in their head, you can have all of it work together by just repeating a couple key things, maybe your main points, your main headings, some main applications that you were hitting, and use them to now create something they can walk away with. 
Whereas when you're teaching the message, you need to give people the framework so that you can then show them what you've been creating. Once you get to the conclusion, remind them how all the beams built the house they're standing in. Remind them how all the different things that you've thrown out there through the course of the message were building up to this one greater moment, this one piece, this one thing that comes together that lets them know, ah, yes, this is what I do. This is how I walk away different. So when it's time for your conclusion, that's application time. That's a great moment to begin to show people, here's what you do differently because of this passage. I know that for a lot of my teaching, what I wind up doing, especially because I often have small groups, after my teaching in the youth group that I lead, it's easy for me to kind of skip out on application and kind of just say, well, here's the thing, here's the truth, just believe it and just Go do your thing. That, that doesn't give people something specific on what to do. How do they live out that belief? How do they respond to the thing that you just told them? It's, it's not enough to just say, take this and believe it. Now go away. Hopefully you'll be better. Get really practical. Get really specific in your conclusions. That's when you can get your most practical applications. And it's not that you want your message to sound legalistic. You don't want it to be, you have to do these things. And if you don't, then you must not believe the points that I was making. But what you can do is you can say, if you now believe these things, here's four different ways you can live that out. Here's three different things that you can do this week based on what it was we just studied. The more specific you get, create times, create locations, create specific goals of application. If you can answer for people in the conclusion, here's how you live out what we just talked about this week, that will go a long way in helping change people. That will go a long way in making your conclusion that kind of sticky truth that people can take with them. But beyond application time, your conclusion is also gospel time. This is when you really want to make sure that you hit the gospel. Every conclusion for the most part, I mean, depending on where your passage is, but I would say for the most part, you should try to fit the gospel into your conclusion. Hopefully it's present throughout the whole message, but sometimes your message is just something very practical, something people are doing differently, something people are living out, something a text is making clear that is about our response to God. Well, then when you get to the conclusion, make sure they remember what they're responding to. When we build the gospel into our conclusions, as the motivation for why we would respond, we tell people why they should do the things that we're telling them to do. We can't just think that because we're on stage preaching the Bible, people will automatically want to do the things that we're telling them. In fact, people don't like being told what to do. Just look at your own life. I'm sure that you feel that way. I do too. We want to have to we want to know why should I go do that thing that you were just talking about? Why should this thing matter in my life? And there's no greater motivation for living a righteous life or following Jesus than remembering what Jesus did on the cross. So in your conclusions, that's when that's a prime moment to bring up the gospel and remind people why all of this is even worth it. So with the purpose of conclusions and kind of some practices for conclusions down, what are some things you should avoid? Uh, one that we've kind of hit on a little bit already. Don't just say, well, that's all I have. Bye now. You know, that's a, that's a terrible way to end a message. That doesn't send people off on anything. All that says is you've run out of things to say about that particular passage. 
Also, don't point out, well, I'm out of time, so I guess I need to do this. Just don't mention time. Time is for you to worry about when you're teaching. That's your job. Your job is to figure out how long you're supposed to go, how much you're supposed to say, when you're supposed to cut things short. That, that's your responsibility. That's not their responsibility. They should not be worrying about time while you're teaching them. You should be focused on that. So don't say, well, I guess that's all I have time for, so let me just say this one last thing. Because that one last thing now seems really unimportant. Don't end that way. Just make it flow with the rest of your message. If your message is going really well, people will stay with you right up to the conclusion and they'll feel like you went five to 10 minutes shorter than you really did. I like to aim to teach between 25 and 30 minutes and sometimes I end up teaching more. I aim for that, but I normally end up teaching more between 30 and 35 minutes just because I need to work harder at, at getting more concise. If a message has gone really well, people will think I taught for 20 minutes. It, it normally feels like time is something that I'm the only one worried about, not anybody else. So don't throw time into the, your conclusion. Just let it flow with the rest of your message. Let it feel like one tight, cohesive unit, and let it kind of go from there. Second thing for your conclusions to avoid, don't bring in a bunch of, a bunch of new content. It's not the time to start bringing up a whole lot of different verses. You can bring in one or two new ideas uh, but you don't need to bring in a lot of new stuff. Your conclusion is coming out of the rest of your message. So you can pull in a ton of ideas, but hopefully those are ideas that you've talked about already. Those are ideas that are very clear from what the rest of your message has been about. If you're adding one concept to it to kind of clarify it or to help it make its way into daily life, that's great and that's really helpful for people. So you can go ahead, right ahead and do that, but don't bring in a ton of new stuff. You're mostly pulling out of what you've said already. But the flip side of that is you're, you can't just repeat yourself. You don't want to just sit there and say, well, here's everything I've said before. There you go. That's not enough. You can repeat yourself in getting ready for your concluding point. Here's what you do with it. Here's why this matters. Here's why all of this is so important. But if you just end up saying the same thing again, you don't help people live differently because of that. And really, that's what preaching is so about, helping people live differently because of the truth of the gospel. So don't just repeat yourself, but don't throw a ton of new stuff in. A few practical closing tips for you about closing your own messages. One, slow yourself down. This draws attention. I'll, I will teach at a pace that is relatively quick. I will kind of jump from idea to idea, thought to thought. But when it's time for the conclusion, everything slows down. Everything takes a little longer to say. Every word gets stretched out just a little bit more. Because just by me slowing down, the emphasis on what I'm saying becomes really clear. It becomes really clear that I care about this closing point just because I've slowed myself. Some of you just got saved all over again just because I was talking slower. That makes a huge difference in really showing people how much you care about this closing point. It lets it settle into a person's mind and lets them kind of walk away with that connection moment with you, which is why you also want to get off of your notes more, if possible, at the conclusion. 
if I'm doing really well in a message and I've tracked with my notes really well, hopefully my conclusion is the part where my notes make the most sense to me so that when we get to that point, I can walk away from the podium a little bit. I can look around and make really good eye contact with people. I can take a second and just connect with the people in the room and not read off my conclusion, but really speak it to them with confidence. Really be able to not be staring at notes or reading different things. I want to be able to just be in the room with people and show them I am right there with them, caring deeply about this last point. So try to get off your notes as much as possible when it comes time for your conclusion. And then lastly, get your confidence up. You can save a message that's been full of stumbles and bumps and problems along the way if you have a real confident conclusion, one that people know you care about, and one that brings about those points of application and motivation from the gospel. When you are really just standing in front of those people and saying, look, I I know that this hasn't gone well. Sometimes you even say that. I know that this has been bumpy along the way, but let me give you this one last thing. If you go timidly into your conclusion, people won't even know, perhaps. People will not believe that you have that one closing point to say. They'll almost watch out of curiosity of what's going to happen, as opposed to confidence in what you're about to say. So if all you can do is muster confidence for your conclusion, do it then. Muster that confidence for that conclusion and let people know there's one last thing to say, but that one last thing really matters. Ultimately, conclusions set people's memory for what that message was about. An introduction can draw them in, a conclusion sends them away. And it's not as important. When we think about what really matters, do we want people to believe the gospel only in church or do we want them to carry it away with them? through the rest of the week? Do we want them to live it out as we send them on their way with truth that sticks in their brain that they can live differently because of? I want to send people out believing. Bring me the unbelievers at the beginning of the message. Bring me the people who aren't confident in what the Bible says at the start, because hopefully the power of the word of God will send them away through strong conclusions, confident in the Bible, ready to apply it, and willing to live differently because of it. That wraps up another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram for updates about when new episodes and new things related to the podcast are coming out uh, at Brian R. Higgins on Instagram. This podcast is now on Spotify and Google Play and Stitcher even if you're into that kind of thing. So if you're really into podcasts and people want to get to it in ways other than Apple, you now have ways to share that with other people. There's more info on the website, brianrhiggins.com. I've also got a couple new articles coming out this week, along with a new podcast called Starting the Conversation that I've started with a couple friends of mine to be able to just talk rationally and deliberately about different things that are going on and how the gospel relates to current events. Just starting conversations and really listening to other people and thinking through perspectives that may not be our own. So if you like this podcast, Please feel free to share it with friends, family, anyone you think may be interested in learning how to teach the Bible well. And more info is always available at brianrhiggins.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you next time.